You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the OKC82 Podcast after an exciting game in Salt Lake City tonight. The Thunder take the win over the Jazz 107-106. to Oh my goodness, it got down to the nitty-gritty. I believe the Thunder trailed by a lot of points at one point, uh, maybe 12 or so. Uh, But it was just a crazy game. A lot of uh, bad, bad, bad offense from Russell Westbrook. A lot of good, good, good offense from Paul George. Uh, Lots of crazy things went down. Brady, let's just... Let's just kick it off in the fourth quarter where all the craziness went down. Actually, just the second half in general, but uh, kind of break down what happened and uh, why this got so close and so nitty-gritty. Yeah, there is a lot to unpack from this one. It, first of all, this was an incredibly exciting game. It was it was a playoff atmosphere in December. It was a, obviously the first time the Thunder have been in uh, Salt Lake City since being eliminated in Game 6 in last year's first round in the postseason. There's a lot riding on this. The Jazz are starting to finally play like the team that they looked like last year. Two big wins against the Warriors at home and the Trailblazers on the road. The Thunder playing some ex- exceptional basketball in their over the first 30 games. Best defensive team in the league, and they just kind of both squared away tonight. And they did not disappoint one bit. It was such an exciting game. But, yeah, that fourth quarter – yeah, that's probably the best thing to do is just to start with the fourth quarter and then work our way backwards because there is just you can just write you can write a book about this fourth quarter, right? Um, yeah, like the Thunder had what a nine or ten point lead going into the fourth after Paul George just was incredible throughout the entire third quarter, and really quick the Thunder won this game by one point. They won this game um, after trailing by as much as thirteen points. The Jazz shooting near 50% from the three-point line going midway into the third quarter. And also, the Thunder only scored 14 points in the fourth, and yet the Thunder still won. And Russell Westbrook also fouled out. And Russell Westbrook, like you said, was just terrible offensively. Right. It's incredible how there are so many numbers with this game. There are so many numbers that you can kind of dive into. I mean, I said the Jazz were shooting near 50% from the three-point line. Um, until about the seven-minute mark of the third quarter, uh, they were 10 of 20, to be exact. They finished 1 of 14 the rest of the game, finishing overall 11 of 34. Uh, they missed a handful of wide-open looks. The Thunder's perimeter defense certainly uh, did their part in forcing some misses. But, I mean, th- this this game comes down to Paul George playing like the MVP candidate that he's been playing like um, this entire season, and especially over the last six, seven games. Um, Russell Westbrook's poor, poor decision-making on so many, whether it was a shot, whether it was just a lazy pass, whether it was uh, some questionable defense that led to some weird fouls on him. It, it was just, it, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, right. I, I, have, I, yeah. I barely scratched the surface, but I guess let's start with, oh, I had it, I had it written down. Um, seven seconds to go. Russell Westbrook jacks up a three-pointer, making making him 0-4 on the night, and just, <laughs> just he was just terrible from the floor overall. Um, was not the shot the Thunder were looking for. I, I felt Russell was really trying to shoot him. He, he's been trying to shoot himself into rhythm over the last few weeks, 
and it didn't happen tonight. In fact, it, it was almost worse. I thought he was starting to build up some good momentum in the, over the last few games, at least getting to the rim and hitting some time and hitting some shots or getting some shots to fall. Tonight it was just worse. But yeah, that three point attempt, terrible. Not only not only just his shot. It was just the worst decision. Paul George is just over there mm-hmm. on fire, and he is the reason why the Thunder A came back, B took the lead, and C extended the lead enough that they could score 14 points in the fourth and still eke out a win. It was because of Paul George, right? Yeah, Russ, Russell has that missed three. Utah gets the ball. Oklahoma City leads by two, and that led to the Donovan Mitchell crossover of the century on Paul George, and just he cranked that thing so so far back it, it looked like it was just a, to be about the most thunderous dunk you've ever seen to tie a game to force overtime but then Russell you could say it was a smart foul you could say it was a just a dumb foul because hey Russell you put yourself in this situation to have five fouls and now you fouled out <laughs> and I, I don't want to say that it was a smart foul because I was shocked I was just as shocked as everybody else watching this game that Donovan Mitchell missed that first one right and then he tries to intentionally miss the second free throw by throwing up a, a huge arc <laughs> what they were trying to do was just he was trying to make the ball just barely skid the rim and hope that Rudy Gobert you know link gets the rebound and gets the put back really quickly over Steven Adams and that's probably the best the best option in that situation but Unfortunately for the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell hits the free throw. The Thunder simply inbound the ball and the ball game. It was it was pretty anticlimactic considering how exciting the last two minutes were. I have so many thoughts on so many things you just said, especially with Russ taking that last three pointer that made me fall off my couch. I was <laughs> I almost wanted to say something like he started playing a little bit of uh, desperate basketball there at the end because I think he wanted to show that he was still part of the team. He still wanted to contribute to this win, and he was just jacking up these shots that should not have been taken. Now, Donovan Mitchell, I, I actually feel really bad for the guy. He really needed to make that first free throw, doesn't go in. Like you said, Brady intentionally tries to miss that second one, and it's like a bank shot, nothing but net, perfect free throw. And you, you can just see him. He kind of, like, slouches over and grabs his knees in disbelief. He can't believe he made that free throw, and it's just frustration. And so, I don't know, the whole last, I want to say the last, like, two minutes of this game were unreal. I, <laughs> I put my laptop down, and I was just watching through closed eyes because I had no idea what was going to happen. This felt like a playoff game. Uh, the Utah crowd certainly contributed that way. They were on fire from the beginning. I think they have a little bit of blood under their feet when it comes to Oklahoma City coming to Salt Lake City. Um, you know, it was just the whole thing was crazy. But like you said, Paul George, man, he is definitely in that MVP conversation now with the performances he's had. Uh, he's had back-to-back nights of 40-plus points. I think he f- finished with, what, 43 tonight. Um you know, he's just been on fire. I think he had 22 points in the third quarter, which outscored the Jazz by two. The entire team had 20. So, you know, Paul George coming off and just blowing things up in Salt Lake tonight really helped this win. I, it was an exciting win. It was a good win, uh, especially with the Clippers losing or the Clippers beating Denver tonight. So, you know, good things coming for the Thunder. Holy crap. Uh, I don't even know what to say now. So, Brady, take it away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even, you know, everyone's going to point to Paul George's offense. So it's 60% from the floor, 15 of 25 overall, 5 of 10 from the three-point line. And like you said, his second 
40-point game in a row, finished with 43 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. Just a great game for Paul George. But the defense continues to be, you know, Paul George continues to be one of the better two-way players in the league. You know, it's either him or Kawhi Leonard on any given night. Mm -hmm. Tonight, he looked every bit the best two-way player in the league. Um, This game was, it was interesting because, the beginning of the first and the second quarter, it just looked like Utah was just going to run Oklahoma City off the court. This, right. was, this had all the makings of the Thunder's first blowout loss. And, you know, you and I have kind of talked about it on the podcast before where, you know, the Thunder, of course, they've lost 10 games and they've had some bad losses in those 10 games, but they haven't really been blown out yet. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is this is starting to look like the Tonight's first the night. loss of the year. You know, just like I said, they – the Jazz defeat Golden State um, a few nights ago at home, and then they just destroy Portland on the road by 30. And, yes, they are on the second night of a back-to-back, so there is that. But, um, like I said, in the in the beginning of the first and the second quarter, the Jazz are just – their offense is humming. Uh, the Thunder just forgot how to defend the pick-and-roll. And luckily for the Thunder, Jeremy Grant is able to come back in, especially in the second quarter – and at the end of the first and at the end of the second quarter, the Thunder defense um, stiffens up, the offense starts to hum, and they finish the first and the second quarter on like a 10-2 to run and then a 14-3 to run. And it kept them in the game, and it kept them at arm's length to set up Paul George's big third quarter. The third quarter is where the game was won for the Thunder. Right. Uh, it was just too much, too much firepower for Paul George. Uh, the offense was humming. Um, Steven Adams, who was completely nullified in the first half. I think he was one of five, mm-hmm. uh, two points, and only one rebound. I mean, Rudy Gobert just gave him so much trouble. The combined efforts of Rudy Gobert and Derek Favors. Um, but once Paul George got um, um, got humming, it opened up the uh, the lane for Steven Adams. He finishes with a double-double, 15 points and 10 rebounds, a couple of big offensive rebounds towards the end of the game to keep the Thunder from losing the lead. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, the story of this game is going to be Paul George and just how incredible he's been. And, you know, just looking at the box score, you know, those five steals are so huge because mm-hmm. the, Thunder, <laughs> the Thunder only finished – they finished with 11. Russell Westbrook has three. Paul George obviously has the most. But for a team that leads the league in points off turnovers – the Thunder only forced 13 turnovers and only got 10 points off those turnovers. So the Jazz did a wonderful job of, A, taking care of the basketball, and, B, when those turnovers happened, they did a great job of at least getting back and forcing the Thunder, um, forcing the Thunder into some tough situations. So all those things being said, it's incredible that the Thunder won this game, but it is easy to look back on that third quarter where the Thunder outscored them 35-20 to and just say, you know what, Paul George was the best player on the court. That's why the Thunder won. Right. Yeah, and, you know, I kind of noted that the Thunder really needed to clean up on offense a little bit tonight in the first quarter, or no, sorry, the first half, because, like you said, there was a lot of sloppy ball handling, and I know that uh, this happened a lot to Russell tonight. He was able to throw the ball away just a few too many times, and, uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't look like Russell is Russell right now, for lack of a better term. This was one of his worst games. This was terrible. Probably since the Ricky Rubio game five or game four last year in Utah, um, that was that was bad for a, a few different reasons. It was just embarrassing to watch. But this was just a bad game from Russ because 
not only was he missing shots, he kept taking bad shots. Mm-hmm. Even in this in this bad stretch of basketball he's been playing offensively, um, other than some isolated incidents, especially against Denver when he went 1 of 12 from the three-point line, Russell has, yes, struggled with his shot, but he hasn't tried to basically force his way into making the same shot over and over and over. And I thought tonight he did that. There were a lot of times where I thought he did a wonderful job of not trying to ride the emotion of the game and basically try to match. Like, Donovan Mitchell hits a big um, step back three. Russell goes back, and I'm, I'm thinking he's going to do it. He's going to do it. But then he passes the ball off, and I can't remember what, what happened the rest of that sequence. But I thought, okay, at least I don't care if the Thunder don't score on this possession. At least it's not going to be because Russell tried to match Donovan Mitchell's three-point shot. Right. So there were times where Russell played – within himself and within the offense, but everyone's going to point to just how bad he looks. That missed three-pointer, that was just the worst decision of the game. And quite frankly, um, that gamble he had on Donovan Mitchell on the fast break, which all probably saved the game overall for the Thunder because Donovan Mitchell gets that layup. The, the, the arena is, is just on fire. Yeah. The Jazz, I think, pull it within four or three and have all this momentum because that I think that would have been two uh, back-to-back Russell Westbrook turnovers that led to points. Mm-hmm. And also, Russell would have fouled out with three minutes left. <laughs> Yikes. Because that was he, had, he was sitting on five fouls. The, the officials chose to give him the benefit of the doubt, and it was kind of a it was kind of a judgment call. I mean, it looked like Russell got all ball, um, but he still hit him. But I guess the, the official just decided he got all ball first, and this is, these are two superstars going up against each other. You know, let him play physical. And I, I'm assuming that's what the uh, the uh, judgment was. But uh, having said that, the Thunder rebound from that steal, and I believe Paul George gets another bucket, and the Thunder are just able to just kind of ride the seesaw back and forth with mm-hmm. the Jazz and the Thunder trading buckets. Um, it, it's it's just incredible because, you know, Matt, we, we said it this morning on the Thunder Insider Show, we've been saying it on the podcast over and over and over again. The reason why, the, one of the main reasons why the Thunder won this game other than Paul George is just because they have this identity of being a great defensive team and they know they can rely on it. And tonight it showed itself. Yeah, no, for sure. And I really do think that Russ did make some decent decisions there in the last three four minutes of the game uh kind of like you said with how he was able to get the ball away from Donovan Mitchell um you know he did make that good decision to kind of let Rudy Gobert go in for that dunk I feel like if he would have tried to uh get in the way of Rudy at that point then that would have been his sixth foul he would have set out with probably about two minutes left or maybe a little over a minute I'm not quite sure but um yeah there at the end I know a lot of people like Brady was talking about this earlier a lot of people are saying um Maybe that was, like, a good call by Russ to go ahead and get that sixth foul, go sit down at that point. But, you know, honestly, I think it would be a completely different story if if Donovan Mitchell had made both those free throws. And people would say, oh, gosh, Russ messed up. But, you know... It, honestly, you can't put that all on Russ at that point because when Donovan Mitchell was driving to the basket at that point, the Thunder left that lane wide freaking open, and he had every ability just to go straight to the basket. If Russ hadn't been there to stop it, it would have been a totally different ball game, people. So I don't, I don't know. Like I'm a little sideways on whether that was a good stop by Russ or not, and it was actually kind of funny because he went up to one of the refs during that timeout, 
and the ref kind of held his hands up like no 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 bro I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about this with you and you could see Russ mouth it's okay man I'm I'm out like I'm sitting down I'm just here to talk so I think Russell did make a good decision by making that stop but at the same time it would have it could be a totally different story if Donovan Mitchell had made that shot or if he had made both those free throws luckily for the Thunder he did not it's it's a results driven league and the result was Mitchell misses the first three throw and the Thunder ultimately win because of it so yeah it it was it worked out the best for the Thunder Um, I certainly understand Russell in that situation with the adrenaline and the speed of the game Mm -hmm. I've got to stop this otherwise it's just going to be an easy dunk God knows what happens in overtime when you're your lead, the leader of your team has is sitting on five fouls, and Paul George, as great as he was in the third quarter and in the game overall, he missed his first four shots in the fourth quarter. I think only made one or two buckets in the fourth. He certainly cooled down, came mm-hmm. back down to earth, and who knows if the Thunder can salvage some momentum, salvage some offensive firepower in that overtime if Mitchell hits that free throw or doesn't get fouled. So, yeah, I mean, it ended up being the smart choice, but my thing with Russ is it's your fault you're in that situation where you're sitting on five fouls because mm-hmm. three of those fouls were just lazy or because he was upset. And Utah brings that out of him, especially on the road. Mm-hmm. And, yes, did Russell Westbrook allow Ricky Rubio to get into his head? No. Which is saying something. That's, imp- that's an improvement because yeah, of what we good. saw last season. And, frankly, Ricky Rubio had a, had a, a great game. I mean, yeah. what was he? Was he four? Was he three of three from the three point line? He was. He was. Oh, he was two of four from the three point line. Five of eleven overall. Twelve points. Fourteen assists. Sorely outplayed Russell Westbrook. But as with Russ, he'll play terrible in some games. Mm-hmm. But he will make a handful of plays and make. He'll make plays in other areas of, on the floor and justify you know bad offensive nights and. As much as I want to harp on him tonight for this bad performance from from the floor, he made plays. He made yeah. defensive plays. He put himself in position to make plays. Uh, but at some point, we need to start worrying about Russell Westbrook's shot because I think he had two air balls tonight. He has had about four or five air balls in the last four or five games. Right. And it's, there is something wrong with him. But once again, the Thunder continue to win, which is great for this team. Because at some point, you have to think Russell Westbrook's going to figure it out or he's going to calm down or his rhythm's going to come back. But I think I think emotionally, this is probably a huge win for Russell Westbrook because he had to sit. And obviously, all he had to do was watch Jonathan Mitchell miss a free throw. It wasn't like he had to sit and watch Paul George win the game in overtime. But there's no doubt who the best player on the floor was for Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And Russell played like we said, about as terrible as we've seen him play in a while, he really, really needs to understand if Paul is is that is playing that well, you need to give him the ball. Yeah. And he had an opportunity to give him the ball on that missed three-point attempt. He had an opportunity to, to let you and me basically say, Russell Westbrook has figured it out, at yeah. least <laughs> for tonight. He still hasn't, but the guy is it. so damn talented that it doesn't matter sometimes. And it didn't matter tonight. He made some necessary plays on defense. And overall, it's just not going to matter. Right, no. And I'm curious to kind of see how he brings that back to Oklahoma City tomorrow night when Minnesota is in town. Maybe 
they can just leave this game in the past. It was a it was a pretty good game. You know, Utah's not a bad team. They were coming off a back to back, like we said. Uh, Donovan Mitchell definitely lit it up a little bit more. I think he only had what two or three points last night against Portland, even though they were able to win by thirty. You know, Donovan Mitchell finished tonight with 20 points. He was 7 of 17 from the field, 2 of 8 from 3. Uh, he had 9 rebounds, and he had 6 assists. He, you know, he he's a good player. He really did kind of give Russell a lot to work with tonight, and I think that's maybe something that threw him off, as well as Ricky Rubio being Ricky Rubio. So, you know, Russell, he does have to go up against a lot of good talent out there, and he does have to kind of, figure things out right there on the spot but I mean like Brady said he is talented in other areas no his shooting is not fantastic right now uh but you know that's something hopefully he's going to figure out right now it's not the end of the world for the Thunder because the Thunder have guys like Steven Adams they have guys like Jeremy Grant who has a big first quarter and they have guys like Paul George obviously who comes in and saves the game and so that's a good thing that this team has going right now just some interesting numbers from various um, people covering the Thunder. Antonio Daniel said it on the post-game show. The Jazz, before tonight, were 26-0 at home when they tallied uh, 30 or more assists. Tonight they finished with, um, let's see, 35. Now they're 26-1. They lose tonight. <laughs> ah. um, Royce tweeted out basically Westbrook's last five games. He's shooting 25-81 of 81 from the field, 30% overall. But, you know, like you and I just talked about, he makes a huge difference huge differences in a lot of other areas uh, like his disruptive defense and his two game saving <laughs> like one no fu- no call on the uh, uh, on the steal on Donovan Mitchell's um, fast break layup attempt and then of course the, the foul when Donovan Mitchell crossed up Paul George trying to go up for the dunk so there is that but also from Thunder Digest uh, first time this season Russ doesn't score in double digits finished with 8 points tonight it's the 35, 35th time, um, 35th game of his career where he was held to single digits and only the sixth time in the post-Kevin Durant era. Oh, wow. Yeah, so just, you know, it, it's it's one of the Thunder's best wins probably, probably this season. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you put all these little caveats in there. But um, with how Paul George is playing, I don't even know if this is a hot take at this point. This is Paul George's team. I mean, yeah, I don't this, disagree this is, with you. This is Paul George's team, and like Billy Donovan seriously needs to have a conversation with Russell Westbrook, so that three point that three point attempt doesn't happen again. That mm-hmm. situation should not happen again, especially with the way Paul George is playing in this game. Right. I, I just I cannot harp on that enough because. The second it happened, it was like fingernails on a chalkboard. I couldn't watch. I closed my eyes when he shot it because I knew he was going to miss it, and I was just, I cannot believe it. Right. We have we have built you up despite your offensive woes shooting from the floor. We have built you up, and you find yourself in a situation where you can prove all that correct by simply finding Paul George or finding maybe Stephen Adams rolling to the basket for an easy dunk. Mm-hmm. Yet you take the three because it's Salt Lake City, because you hate those fans, because you hate Ricky Rubio, because you hate <laughs> playing against the Jazz, and because you want to beat them yourself. And I'm sorry, that that is not good. That no. is not good. And I'm not trying to be hot takey guy and try trying to damn Russell Westbrook. 
overall, but I don't know. That's just not what, something I want to see from the leader of your team when Paul George is over there just being a walking inferno. And the, the Jazz have been able to come back mainly in part because you've been sloppy with the basketball. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't know. At, at the same time, the Thunder won. It's a big win. And like we said, Russell does make a lot of game-changing plays in other areas before. He had 12 assists tonight. Um, did a better job taking care of the ball after the first quarter up until the final three or so minutes of the fourth quarter when he had some pretty lazy passes. But um, uh, it's, there's, a lot to, there's a lot to unpack with this game. I mean, I'm going to have fun writing a recap tonight. No, right. Seriously. And I don't know. It's just Russ taking that last shot. That was kind of the situation and the scenario you kind of make fun of before it happened, saying, oh, like, there's no way he would do something like that. But then it happened. And that's why I said earlier I nearly fell off my couch when he took that shot. I couldn't even watch it because it didn't go in. But, you know, also I found it interesting. I know that Billy Donovan has a strategy when it comes to that last, uh, what was that, like the last seven seconds where uh, Donovan Mitchell tried to take that shot to either put it in overtime or get the and one foul, hopefully uh, send it to a one-point game in the Jazz favor. But uh, Billy Donovan pulls Dennis Schroeder off the court, and Dennis Schroeder does not look happy about that at all. So I wonder, I'm starting to wonder if frustrations are flaring within the team. And this might be a hot take, and I definitely don't mean it to because I don't want to start anything that's not true. But I'm starting to wonder if there's going to be any kind of tensions that come out of this team because Dennis Schroeder, I couldn't really tell what him and Billy were talking about on the sideline, but he just looked really unhappy to be pulled off the floor in that moment because Dennis had a couple of really good plays tonight too. I believe it was um, right, or it was kind of towards like the middle of the third quarter. Um, Dennis is able to hit a three that pulls it within one. Um, You know, Dennis was also able to really slow the kind of slow the pace of the game down when things got a little hectic he was able to make a couple steals that were really crucial for the thunder and you know Dennis had a decent game himself but then he kind of gets taken out there in the end so Brady kind of what do you make of Billy Donovan taking Dennis out and saying like no like you you did your part but now let's let them do this part yeah I I, I understand the rotation with that I mean you're looking for defense and Schroeder is not he's not a guy that's going to play excellent defense in a one possession situation where you have to I mean if it's a three point lead maybe you leave Schroeder out there because at at worst you just get a tie and you go into overtime and maybe uh, with Schroeder's speed he could disrupt something get the ball It was he actually did it a few minutes earlier when I thought it was kind of a weird inbound play to have Dennis Schroeder pass the ball in being the smallest guy on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um, it ended up being uh, a near a steal by the Jazz, but then Schroeder's speed and agility allowed him to steal the ball back. So nothing bad happened from it, but I certainly understand why Billy Donovan took him out in that final possession. Um, I understand why Schroeder is upset because Schroeder has closed pretty much every single game this year and was told probably when he came over that he would be essentially a starter mm-hmm. um, with the team being healthy in that he's probably going to finish every single game. But I look at it as just situational. It's just like if you're you're down a possession, your opponent is shooting free throws, you put in your bigs to get the rebound. You know, it's just situational. But And Schroeder is incredibly competitive. Um, 
But, I mean, I'll agree with you in that. Maybe we should just kind of bookmark this and see if it flares up again. Right. But I'm not completely worried about it because if we both know this was a big win. I'm sure the Thunder are incredibly excited. Russell looked excited uh, when the Thunder won on the, on the bench after fouling out. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not particularly worried about if the Thunder are going to start being malcontents from here on out. No, yeah, and, you know, Russell said before in post games that he, he is excited for these guys. He's excited for his teammates. He wants to see his teammates have success. So I think he is happy to see Paul George really making these big plays. I think right now Russ, and this is just my personal opinion, I think Russ is just also wanting to contribute to show that this team is very versatile and they have multiple guys making plays. But, you know, I really do think he is proud of his team. He's proud of his teammates. He likes seeing – his guys have success, and he likes seeing the team have success as a whole. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really want to, really, like, come up with really, anything else. Really quick, something that I am worried about, um, and, like, I, I even hate bringing this up, but I want to bring it up just so if it continues, I want to be able to say that I said it, and, you know, let's just go, like, we'll go back a few episodes, remember when I said X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if Russell is 100% in on this Paul George's team this season. Not right. overall, not forever, not legacy speaking, but at least this season. And the, the reason why I say that is because Russell is awful shooting the ball tonight, and yet he takes that stupid three. <laughs> he takes that, that ill-advised three. This is obviously Paul George. Paul George's night. This is obviously Paul George's season. Get him the ball. If right. Kevin Durant is on this team, and this is four years ago, Russell Westbrook gives the ball to Kevin Durant ten out of ten times. Yeah. Now, if Kevin Durant, if he gets the ball to Kevin Durant and KD misses, you can bet you can bet your ass that the next possession Russell is going to say, "All right, my turn." <laughs> that was the my turn, your turn. But Russell has still. It seems like he still has this mentality of this is my team and we are going to win or lose because of me. And a lot of that is admirable. You know, you want your best player to have that mentality and not be scared, not mm-hmm. be soft. And we have seen Russell hit threes like dumb threes like that and win big-time games. We have seen that year after year after year. But I, I just don't know if he's ready for it right now. Now, he could be ready for it tomorrow. He could be ready for it in a few weeks if Paul George keeps this up, and it's just apparent that it, I don't have it. For whatever reason, I don't have it. So here, Paul, win up the game. Right. Um, now, Russell loves playing with Paul George. He loves Paul George as a human being. They were really good friends. They hit it off ever since Paul George has been traded here, so I'm not trying to stir anything up. But um, it is something to look for um, to look forward to when these situations come up, and with this bad offensively as Oklahoma City can be, this situation is going to come up frequently. They're going to find themselves in a lot of games that come down to the wire, and that's just the way the NBA is. So, in a future situation like this, that's just something to look forward to look for if you're a Thunder fan. What decision does Russell Westbrook make in a similar situation? Yeah, because, I mean, I agree with you. This isn't going to be the only time that situations like this come up. And, they're like, this isn't going to be the only time that the Thunder are going to face a crunch time decision where Russell and Paul George are going to be on the floor at the same time. And it's going to kind of be a, 
well, who's having a better night? Like, who should we give this to? Who should we trust to make this final shot? Who should we allow to win the game? So, you know, it's – I agree with Brady that, you know, these guys, they have a good off-court relationship, and I don't think that's going to really affect – too much of how they play as teammates um I just am curious as the season goes along and you know as the years come with these guys playing on the same court together uh, the same team together you know how's it going to go when it comes to well you know whose team is this who's going to lead this team who's going to bring us the most success and how are fans going to react to this so you know definitely not creating a Paul versus Russell situation here because that's definitely not what's going on but you know it's just kind of I mean it's kind of nice to see that it's not just Russell Westbrook out here making plays so I don't think anyone should really get in too much of a tizzy thinking that Paul George is taking over this team you know it's good to have two leaders out there and it's good to have more than one guy making plays so you know it's a good situation for Thunder fans right now yeah I mean I don't want to continue to just pile on the team they just want a big game they're 21 and 10 uh, I believe they are either tied or have a half-game lead over the Nuggets for uh, first in the Western Conference. So there are a lot of good things to be happy about, excited about, optimistic about. Paul George is playing at an MVP caliber level. Steven Adams is playing at an all-star caliber level. Russell Westbrook, despite his shooting, <laughs> still averages a triple-double uh, or is averaging near a triple-double mm-hmm. and affects the game in so many ways that he can get away with playing pretty bad offensively so I mean you've got to you got like you said you've got to be happy with where you are if you're a Thunder fan um, it's a, definitely a big win and the Thunder have still a little bit of a favorable schedule um, moving forward they of course have to turn right around to Oklahoma City and play um, tomorrow night in Oklahoma City against the Timberwolves and then a Christmas Day game against the Houston Rockets without Chris Paul so definitely two very winnable games and if you can just if the Thunder can continue to win and yet still learn from their mistakes and their flaws and try to either work around them or improve upon them this is going to be a very good team in the postseason and I I think it's a really good thing like even though I just kind of crapped all over Russell Westbrook I think it's a really good thing that it's happening now in December if this was happening in March or April I think it would be all the red flags moving forward into the postseason. Right. You want to have these now so you can learn from them and you can evolve. At the same time, usually when these things happen, your team is losing. So not only are they winning, they have a lot of stuff. Like Billy Dalton has a lot of tape to go back on and say, we need, to, we need to do this. You need to do this in this situation. Mm-hmm. You need to go back and think about it and have better judgment. So it's just good for the Thunder. And then, oh, yeah. Andrew Robertson might come back, and who knows how he'll affect the defense, how he'll affect the team overall, and if he'll be the same player that we know him to be on the um, on uh, the perimeter defensively. So there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Thunder fan. No, for sure. But, Brady, do we have any uh, anything you want to wrap it up with? Do we have any questions on Twitter? Do you have any final thoughts? Let's see. I think we do have a few questions. Um, okay. So this is from the, the, the I, can't even, I can't even talk. The objective homer at Sulphur Sooner. Thank you for the question. I understand Russ is still getting in the groove, but why is he still wasting two-thirds of the shot clock and jacking, jacking up the shot? I'd like, to, I'd, have, I'd like to think that he has grown that at some point. You know, we kind of talked about that all podcast, and 
I mean, yeah, you would you would hope that he's outgrown that mentality, but that's just the way Russell Westbrook is wired, and you've just got to take it and accept it. Mm-hmm. But I think that that was such a good learning moment for Russell Westbrook because um, I don't think Russell Westbrook would care or care to learn if the Thunder lost this game. Now he, he might have a little bit more of a okay, I'll go back and watch the tape, and maybe I will maybe I will. Uh, put it into I will apply the lesson into real play <laughs> moving forward in that same situation um, with seven seconds left and not jacking up the three so that's what you've got to hope if you're a Thunder fan um, we haven't seen a lot of that um, type of evolution but the way this team has evolved and the way Russell Westbrook is still continuing to evolve as a leader and uh, just him trying to alter his game offensively there is a safe bet that you could think maybe he will make a different decision in that same situation in a future future time. Yeah, no, and, you know, we don't really know. I know this isn't really a good excuse to make for Russell, and I promise I'm not trying to make any for him, but you never know kind of what's going through those guys' heads at that moment. You know, when you have thousands upon thousands of people screaming and just banging their feet, clapping their hands up on their feet, going wild. There's a game on the line. Uh, You haven't had the best game yourself. You know, Russell probably just wanted to say not more of like a, hey, I got this. Like, I'm the leader of this team. I got this. He probably just wanted to prove to the Thunder fan base and people watching back in Oklahoma City, you know, I still want to help this team win. I still want to do some good things too. So, you know, he probably just took that spur-of-the-moment decision, chunked up that three, praying to the good Lord above that it went in, and it just didn't. So that's just going to kind of be how the night goes for Russ. That's just going to be, you know, another game that he's going to have to look back on and learn from and just move on from there, and hopefully it doesn't happen again. But, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. So I guess that we will just see. Last, qu- last question comes from the legend at Sooner DM. The uh, legend. Asked- Will having a new governor in place next month help or hurt the Thunder's chances at home court advantage in the finals? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have not given uh, that an ounce of thought. Let's, let's see this team win a first-round series before we start championing them for a Western Conference run or a finals run. Right. Um, I enjoy, I like where they are right now. I am surprised, and uh, I am genuinely surprised of, of how well they're playing. And at the same time, I'm not because I know the talent on this team and I know what they're capable of. So it's been a joy to watch to see them finally play um, like they've been preaching on defense first and letting the offense come as a result. And it's it's worked to fruition so far. Let's see if they can keep it up with the schedule getting a little bit tougher in the next month. Yeah, and that's something that we all need to kind of take into account real quick is that the schedule does get tougher uh, the Thunder kind of have been facing the same teams here the first part of the season. And, you know, they've definitely had some big tests. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they've played some easy games because they have not. But there are a lot of teams this, uh, that the Thunder have not faced yet. So it'll be kind of interesting to see how they're able to take on those teams, how they're able to perform as the season goes on. You know, injury is always something that has to be on people's minds. You never know what's going to happen. There's always sickness. There's personal reasons. You just have to hope and pray that the Thunder stay healthy 100% and they continue to play like they're playing now and maybe even improve in some areas, some specific players as well. So, uh, yeah, any final thoughts, Brady? The fun, this is, is this the Thunder's best win of the year? I think it's one of the most exciting wins 
Just because, like I said at the beginning, like Utah is not a team to sleep on. And, yeah, they've had a couple of close games like this, but it was against, you know, Chicago where they lost and then Brooklyn where they won. So, you know, those aren't really exactly teams to get super excited about, but Utah's a good team. And, you know, Utah did eliminate them in the first round last season of the playoffs. So I, I would say this is a great win for the Thunder, if not the best. Yeah, I think it was a really good game to win because, I mean, the whole turnover – the, the turnover, the assist ratio, the fact that the Thunder didn't score a lot off the turnovers, um, that being their bread and butter. Despite that, they still won the game. And a lot of it can go to Paul George. I mean, we didn't really even talk about Jeremy Grant. He, had such, <laughs> an, he, he had such an incredible um, kind of start to the game, was 5-5 five of five overall. Um, really shut down the pick and roll between Rubio and Gobert in the second quarter. And then from there, the Thunder took control of the game so Grant's play has also like parallel to Paul George has been at a very high level so I'm sure we'll have more opportunities to talk about Grant the way he's playing but yeah just probably the best win so far for the Thunder and gotta like your chances moving forward yep yep and with that we'll go ahead and wrap it up the Thunder do take this win at 107 to 106 over the Utah Jazz in Salt Lake City they pick up win number 21 and they are 21 and 10 in the season uh, they will face the Minnesota Timberwolves in a back-to-back. -back. Luckily, they will have home court advantage with a game in Chesapeake Energy Arena where they are 12-3 and at home. The Minnesota Timberwolves come in 14-18 and in the season, and they are actually 2-13 and on the road. So that will be an interesting matchup. Paul George, player of the game, finishes with 43 points. And the Thunder, like I said, pick up win number 21. So I think that will do it for us. I am Madison Morris via phone call. I have Mr. Brady Trantham, like always. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, Brady, what do the people need to do? Well, they need to stay sexy. There you go.